0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewer's Extra Innings. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, here's Matt Foley.
1: Forearm tightness but an elbow issue. And uh, the word that we are getting right now is that he is being sent back to Milwaukee and he is going on the injured list. That is not good news that is very ominous news here at the moment and that's one of those things that your flags start going up and you wonder if it might be a very very bad thing for adrian hauser you hope that it's not but when they immediately announce after the game that he is going on the injured list that's an elbow issue and they're sending him back to milwaukee that is not fantastic if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855 616 1620. That's 855 616 1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pawley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. We'll continue to go through the fallout of the Adrian Hauser injury as this team continues to be bit by injury after injury after injury. They had no answer tonight from Michael Perez, who hits three home runs. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit as as well, Vinny Rotino is set to uh, join me in just a couple minutes. Uh, later on, we will hear the post-game comments. From Manager Craig Council, will do that about ten ten. We'll go back to the game with the highlights around ten twenty. As we take it to just after ten thirty tonight. Once again, the Brewers uh, they lose in Pittsburgh eight seven. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ.
2: Right field line into the corner, a fair ball. It's going to bounce all the way to the fence. Rounding third base is Peterson. He'll score. Yelich to third. He's turning it. He's headed for third base. The relay throw, not in time. It's an RBI triple. And the Brewers on the board. It's 3-1 to one Pirates here in the third inning.
1: Brewers end up losing by an 8-7 score. Brewers extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Paul. you want to join us, you can do so. 855 616 1620. That's 855 616 1620. The Yankee Net Mortgage Talk text line or tweet at me at Matt Paulley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Let's bring in former Brewer and Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst Vinny Retino. Vinny, when uh, Adrian Hauser came back, it looked like, or uh, came out of the game, I should say, it looked like he was holding his uh, forearm. At that point, the team announced that uh, he came out of the game with right elbow tightness. And now, just a few moments ago, manager Craig Council did announce that not only is Hauser going on the injured list, he is returning to Milwaukee for test. All the way around, and you never want to assume anything, but all the way around, this does not look good.
3: Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, it's like, wow, are they, they seem to be snake bitten a little bit with all these injuries that are going on. And then, obviously, with this injury in particular, I mean, you can only think the worst, right? I mean, you can think Tommy John, you can start speculating and thinking about all these things. Um, obviously, hopefully that's not the case, but it's another blow to the Brewers pitching staff. They could have done without this one for sure. I know Adrian Hauser had not been pitching the greatest, but he's been giving innings. He's been giving consistent innings, and now they're going to have to try and figure out how they're going to cover those.
1: Yeah, and it's not just for right now, but also, Vinny, you look at him as being somebody who can be a weapon in the postseason. Even if he's not starting in the postseason, his ability to induce ground balls the way he does when he's at his best, that's a weapon in the postseason, to be sure, and now there's a chance that you're not going to have that.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you think about last postseason, right, he came in out of the pen and did a great job against the Atlanta Braves. I think he gave up, just had just, like, one mistake and gave up that home run to Jock Peterson at American Family Field. Otherwise, he pitched great out of the pen. Um Yeah, this one is, I don't know what they're going to do at this point. Do you you start looking and speculating for our sake, right, for the sake of entertainment and the show here, is that we start speculating on arms they could go get at the trade deadline or even before the trade deadline? Um, Just because it's like, okay, now, I mean, I guess uh, Alexander for sure goes back in the rotation, and then hopefully get Aaron Ashby back as well soon, and that seems to be on track. But you kind of have to tread lightly with Aaron Ashby, too, right? Can you trust that he is going to stay healthy with that forearm? So um, all concerning things here going forward, um, they're going to have to start coming up with some answers here.
1: I I don't even like the words that are about to come out of my mouth, Vinny, but I'm going to say it nonetheless. When it comes to Ashby, we've seen it a million times where a guy has some forearm tightness, he goes on the injured list, he throws some bullpen sessions. Maybe he goes on a rehab assignment, but he never cranks it all the way up. And then he cranks it up in that first big league start, and it goes horribly wrong at that moment. Now, we'll hope that that doesn't happen with Ashby. All indications are that that's not going to happen with Ashby. But the next time he pitches, isn't that kind of in the back of everybody's mind? Yeah, you can't you can't really trust it. I mean, forearm tightness and
3: elbow, it's all related, right? So um he has had some i believe it was four it could have been shoulder he's had a couple of stints on the il in the minor leagues or where they just backed off his throwing and so you know not that there's an injury history here whatsoever because there really really isn't like a major injury history here with aaron ashby he's actually a very mobile player i mean it's not what it you know, it's not how you would draw it up in terms of delivery and how and what it all looks like, right? I mean, there's a big head duck, there's a ton of um just explosiveness coming out of that arm, and that sinker's at like 98 miles an hour. So, um, I'm not in there, and biggest indicator for injury, future injury, is past injury, and so there that is a good sign that there hasn't been a ton of huge injury history for Ashby, but at this point. It it is. It's a scary thing to to consider, the fact that he's had forearm tightness in the past already um, this year. And you just hope and cross your fingers that nothing else pops up.
1: So Jason Alexander works out of the bullpen again. The last time he worked out of the bullpen, you and I were pretty much on the same page saying we'd much rather see him as a starter. It seems like he fits the profile of a starter more than he does as a relief pitcher. He works another game as a relief pitcher today, uh, gives up the the two runs and two innings. There were a lot of runs scored, obviously, by the Pirates and a lot of home runs hit today. Brewers pitching, giving up. Uh, five home runs, but I think it's probably a moot point. I think you're right; he's headed back to the rotation now with Adrian Hauser out. But it just—it, I was a little bit surprised, maybe even a little bit confused when I saw Alexander going back out there for another uh, bullpen stint. It just go,
3: it, yeah. I mean, because we were confused as to whether or not that was just like his bullpen day, if he was just going to throw an inning and then get reinserted back into the rotation. And clearly, that's not the case. If he's going back-to-back days thrown out of the pen. And so, um, or another one inning stint. So you just, you now I, I'm in 100% agreement. Now you, you pretty much put him back into the rotation and see what he can do because that is his best role. I think we all agree that is his best role. He's not a strikeout guy. He's going to get a ton of ground balls. And when you're a reliever, you get some ground balls that go through the holes and all of a sudden guy, you know, a bloop and a blast and, and there goes your outing. Whereas as a starter, you can work through some of those, rougher innings like that, some of those crooked number innings, and then uh, you can just kind of work through it and cover some innings.
1: More often than not, if the Brewers score seven runs, and I know three of them do score in the ninth inning, but seven runs on 12 hits, this was a pretty solid offensive day for the Brewers. You score seven runs in Pittsburgh, you should win these games, but it was one of those days, and we'll talk specifically about Michael Perez in our next segment, but it was just one of those days where the Pirates were hitting a lot of home runs
3: couldn't couldn't really quiet their bats down. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll get into Michael Perez, but it just seems like every single mistake that the Brewers threw was hit out for a Homer. So uh, five homers tough to come back from. Um, they almost did come back from it. I thought Luis Sos just kind of was that swing right at the end of the game popped out at the center field, just a little too big, and I thought he kind of was a little big all night. I mean, it's 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 hard to string that many hits together. They almost did it. That would have been an incredible win. Obviously, they came up a little short.
1: I know we're expecting a lot out of a guy who has just been destroying the baseball for the last week. But to me, the key at bat in that ninth inning was Rowdy Teles, where uh, yeah. the RBI ground out is great. But that's that's the at bat where you need some damage. Yeah, yeah, you need to pass the baton there, and
3: say, I mean, you yeah, you don't actually want to. You hit a ground ball that scores a run right there you actually just you you just can't make outs. The idea is no one makes the last out right in the inning obviously someone does have to make a last out since it is the top of the inning but um, you just can't make outs there because you're just down by too much and he kind of reached for a breaking ball right there and rolled it over to second base um, Bednar is a tough pitcher so they did a great job of trying to rally against him but he's been one of the best relievers in all of baseball this year
1: the Brewers fall short in Pittsburgh. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Michael Perez's night, a night uh, that he'll remember for the rest of his life, a three-home run evening for a light-hitting catcher. Uh, We'll discuss why the Brewers just could not get him out. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
2: A 1 2 pitch. Swing a line drive. Down the right field line. Hooking into the corner. That ball's fair. That one hops the fence and it'll tie this thing up. In from second, Wong. Over to second. Safely is Omar Narvaez. It's another double for the crew. RBI as well for Omar Narvaez and it's a 3 3 ball game in the fourth.
1: But the Brewers end up losing 8 7. Welcome back into the program. My name is Matt Pauly. Vinny Rattino here as well. If you want to join us, you could do so on the Net Mortgage Talk at text line 855 616 1620 or tweet at me at Matt Pauly on air. Vinny, they had no answer for Michael Perez today. He goes four for four with three home runs. To put in perspective what this performance did for him, it jumps his average. 40 points from 129 to 169. It jumps his slugging percentage from 235 to 371. It jumps his OPS from 413 to 584. Uh, It is just his 30th game, so it's still a relatively small sample size, but those are still big, big, big jumps for just one game's worth of action.
3: Obviously, he was feeling very, very good at the plate. There's no explanation for a game like this. It just isn't. Like, all of a sudden, once in a while, the baseball gods smile on you and say, you're going to turn into Mike Trout tonight or Babe Ruth. Like, that's what, literally what happens. Like, there's no explaining this. He will he will go back tomorrow to being a 140 hitter, I guarantee you. Like, he, his career average in 554 plate appearances – is 179. Like he will go back and be that player, um, as, as good of a catcher as he is. I'm not taking anything away from him. And what an incredible performance! He's just he's just not going to do anything uh, anything like this ever again. Um and uh, they just did the brewer. It's unlucky that the brewers kind of ran into him in a game like this. Sometimes you just the game slows down, the ball just like looks like a beach ball to you up there. I had a three not to t- make this about me whatsoever. I had a three home run game once. I had never in my life dreamed of ever being able to hit three home runs. It's hard enough to hit one home run, at three home runs, and that's what it was. It was like it was the ball slowed down. The game looked like it was in slow motion. That's what happened for Michael Perez tonight.
1: That was actually going to be my next question. Like, if you remembered a specific game like that for you at some point uh, at, at any level of your career, when was that? When you did had the three home runs?
3: 2012. I was playing in AAA with the Mets. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was it was um, AAA with the Mets. I was in Buffalo, and I was playing against the Pirates affiliate, Indianapolis, and. Whatever they threw up there, I was hitting it out for homer. And it, again, it was just like just incredible. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play in the big leagues for the next ten years because I'm gonna hold on to this feeling and bottle it up. The next day, I went over four and felt like ter- crap at the plate. So like that's how that's how the game works, and um, it's uh, it's a fleeting feeling. This game, you know, this, these feelings are just very fleeting. They come and go. Uh, but that particular night, that's what I felt like.
1: I'm trying to find the box score from that game real quick. I'm having a—I a, a, don't know if I can find it, but yeah, it's. Uh, I was trying to find that for you just to, we can we can relive it together. Oh, here That's it is. Bison. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, May nineteenth, twenty twelve. Hold on, we're bringing this bad boy up. All right, Vinny. So let's see. Where were you batting? Um, you were the three hitter that day. You went three for five, three home runs, five RBIs. You did strike out once. Oh, and that was a um, – looked like – I believe – well, let's see. Was uh, was Darius Familia – was he on a – he started – did he come up as a starter before he became a closer? Was he actually there at that point?
3: He was a starter, yeah. He was definitely okay. on the team. So was Matt Harvey was on that team. They were both in the starting rotation for that Buffalo Bisons team. And um, – yeah, that game got me called up to the major leagues to to New York. A couple of days later, I was called up, and that's what. And then I hit, I did hit my first big league home run a couple of days after that. So um, yeah, hit three homers in a game. You get called up to the to the big leagues, kids. <laughs> 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 Whoever's listening, oh, oh man, that's good. That was great. That's good yep. stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. There's good offensive numbers in this game for the Brewers. That's where it's tough. you know, they're put in a really tough spot pitching-wise because Hauser has to come out in the third inning, and uh, you're facing a Pittsburgh team that's just hitting a bunch of home runs. So it's not like Brent Suter pitched poorly or Gustave pitched poorly. They just happened to give up some home runs. But from an offensive standpoint today, you've got some good days. Andrew McCutcheon goes 3-4 for with a couple doubles. Christian Yelich goes 2-5 for with a a triple and and an RBI. Uh, Colton Wong two for five in the game with a run scored and a double in there and an RBI. Uh, he makes a defensive mistake, but then a few moments later they're able to get a, a double play. So this is one of the games where if you're worried about the Brewers from an offensive standpoint, you got to be rather happy with what they do.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. McCutcheon looked like he was totally on time tonight, and that's kind of one of his keys. And then also how about Yellich? He looked like he was on time for, to, to do some damage to the baseball. Night. At times we've seen him, like it, it's almost like, my goodness, he is very, very late with that front foot and getting everything down. And just reacting to the baseball tonight, it looked like he was seeing it well out of the hand, seeing it way out front and putting good swings on it. Um, it always happens like this, though, Matt. When Luis Arias came up, he's 0 for 4, and he's got a chance to tie up the game when the team is really rallying. It always seems like the guy that doesn't have a hit yet has a chance to either be the hero or the GOAT. And fact that he was already over for 4, it, you know, sometimes it just... You, it works out where you just don't come up with that big hit. So it's a, it's a little concerning to me at this point that Luis Arias is hitting 217 with a 687 OPS. We, st- we started to see him come out of it a little bit um, in Tampa uh, and at the end of that homestand as well. So um, we'd like to see him kind of pick it up a little bit, to be honest.
1: Would Rios benefit from them going out and getting a third baseman and him moving back into that role where he can go play third, can go play short, can go play second? He's kind of done that a little bit this year because of the Adamas and, and the, the Wong injuries, But just and today, obviously, he was at shortstop. But it, when, when everybody's in the lineup, he's the third baseman. Is there some benefit to him personally for him not really being that everyday third baseman but being more of a utility guy?
3: There's an element to that, I'm sure, for him. Right, I mean, because yeah, it it seems like he he relishes in that role of being that guy that just moves around, being that role player, that everyday role player. Um, And I think there could be some benefit to that. I mean, Jace Peterson has played a a tremendous third base. Does he play everyday third base over Luis Arias to play every every everyday third base? I don't think they're going to do that. There could be some benefit to going out and acquiring someone like they did with Eduardo Escobar last year. So. Um, that's a good thought, man. Let's let's uh, let's wrap our minds around that and come up with
1: some names to acquire. Yeah, we'll make that happen ASAP. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed the program, you can do so. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. That's Vinny Rotino. I'm Matt Pauly. The news is coming up in two minutes. We'll be back after that here on WTMJ.
0: The pitch, a line drive in the left center field. That's going to get down and plug the gap before Sawinski can cut it off right in front of the warning track. One run is in as Peterson will score. Yelich stops at third. It's an RBI double for Willie Adamas, and it's an 8-5 to five game.
1: 8-7 ends up being the final. The Brewers score three in the ninth. They have, uh, they have runners on. They just can't quite finish the comeback as the game finishes with the Brewers having two on in a one-run game. Brewers lose by an 8-7 score. Brewers x does continue here on WTMJ, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauly on air. Doug texting in says... I was a little worried about this series. Pirates are due against the Brewers, and it doesn't start out good. Obviously not meant to be when a 129 hitter goes 4-for-4 four four with three home runs. Luckily, Burns is going tomorrow and can stop this quick. Pirates are building something slowly but surely. Yeah, Doug, so I agree with what a lot of what you said there. First off, you can't really get mad at this game when the 129 hitter hits three home runs. I. That's just... There's no, you're not getting beat by somebody you expect to get beat by. It's just you know, when, when you get beat by the guy that you should have walked or that you, uh, you should have been more careful with, that's one thing. This was just a crazy occurrence where the hands of the baseball gods place themselves upon Perez and he hits three home runs. You take the loss, and you, and you just move forward. The bigger point is, though, it does feel like this Pirates team is getting better. And I think that comes back to Ben Charrington, who runs the baseball department. I don't know if he's the GM or, or uh, you know, vice president of baseball operations. I, I don't have his title right in front of me. But he's the final baseball decision maker. That's all that really matters. And I, they finally have a baseball adult in the room. They finally have somebody who can trust their decisions. That's going to be a Pirates organization that's never going to spend a ton of money. So you got to make smart decisions. you got to develop young talent. you got to hold on to that young talent when you get the opportunity to do so. That's why they signed Brian Hayes to a contract extension, and they try to get some other guys in the fold. They are a team that does seem to be on the rise. Now, does that mean they're going to win the NL Central at some point or anything? I don't think so, but they are getting better, and I use the word scrappy a lot when I talk about teams that are not very good, that can kind of steal wins. They're a scrappy team. They absolutely are. And uh, that is, um, it's good. Like, Pirates fans deserve that, okay? (laughs) Pirates fans have dealt with a lot of really bad baseball. And they deserve the opportunity to kind of feel something building. Like, if you go back to the Brewers, and you just think about the evolution of what is this competitive window that you know really culminated in twenty eighteen and getting to the NLCS and everything that's happened since then. But twenty seventeen was a year where they were in it until the last day of the season. And twenty sixteen was a year where they were actually they weren't very good, but they were fun. They were a little bit more competitive than anybody expected them to be. Like, they didn't win many games, but when you watch the games with your eyes, you could kind of see something. So, to me, there are some similarities between, like, this Pirates team and, say, like, the 2016 Brewers. That's. That would be the comparison I would make. It's not an apples-to-apples, apples, but there are certainly some similarities. A tweet saying, Hauser's injury hurts, but keep in mind he was having his second-worst season before he got injured. He was so good last year. Yeah, he he was going to get back to some level of that, maybe not all the way. But also the other side of that is, now who slots in for him and what you're going to get out of him. And like I mentioned earlier, just not having his sinker potentially in a playoff series hurts as well so uh, if hauser's going to be out for a long time if he's out for the season i absolutely do think that hurts the team we'll get the postgame comments of manager craig council that's next the brewers lose in pittsburgh 8-7 this is brewers extra innings
0: it's brewers extra innings with matt foley on wtmj Baker out of the wind up to one zero. And this is a solidly struck ball out to right field. Going back on it is Madris. It's off the wall and rolls away from Madris. McCutcheon is going to pull up at second base and be content with a leadoff double, his second leadoff
1: double of the night. the brewers lose at pittsburgh they also lose starting pitcher adrian hauser he comes out of the game with one out in the third inning it looked like he was holding his forearm and then uh we got the word that it was elbow tightness manager craig council speaking with the media just a little while ago opened up by giving an update on the health status of hauser um
4: yeah, I mean it's it's elbow discomfort. We're going to send him back to Milwaukee um, to get some tests and be examined by our physician. So we'll know we'll have a better um, diagnosis tomorrow. Is IL up in the air? Or is it? It's going to be. We're going to put him on the IL. Is it, is it something? To with is it something that
2: just cropped up in that inning? Did he tell you
4: yeah. anything no, about it? Yeah. No, it was what? just it was, um, I think his, it was just it was two pitches essentially. Yeah. In that at yeah. yeah. Is it concerning? Just you know, he's had TJ before, and anything yeah, I mean, an elbow? yeah, I mean, anytime we take a pitcher out of the game with an elbow injury, there's obviously reason to be concerned. Um, and and this is concerning enough to send him back to Milwaukee immediately. So, yeah. When you look at the you, know, you feel like you're kind of taking two steps forward, one step back at times with some of these guys. Like you're getting guys back, and now you lose another. Um. Yeah, I mean we have to kind of play the hand you're dealt here, and unfortunately, uh, it's, you know, it's just unfortunate that uh, that he's injured. Um, you know, we'll hope for the best tomorrow and hope it's not a lengthy stay, and um, hopefully we get him back relatively quickly. But um, in the meantime, we'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to cover those innings. What do you think? I mean, it's
1: a tough spot for your bullpen. But what do you think of how you know Brent and Jason specifically stepped?
4: Yeah, I mean we just you know. I you know, we we got, um, you know, we had coverage. Um, you know, just unfortunately, it was, you know, they scored. There was homers tonight that, that hurt us. Um, and you know, it turned out that every run every run counted with uh, with the rally we put together in the ninth. But um, you know, they, in the end, they they did the job and put eight runs on the board. Do you consider Perez a home run threat, or is that a is that a big surprise? I, I, I mean, he had three home runs, so I think you could say yes. Did you like what you saw from the offense overall tonight, just guys on base? Yeah, I mean, like it, was, it was a good night offensively. We had leadoff hitter out a bunch. We, we cashed it in a bunch, um, put together a, a, a really good rally against a really good pitcher. Um, you know, we still took a, swung a, a good pitch to hit and just missed it. Um, gave ourselves a chance with, with you know, the winning run on base. That, that play on short left, that dropped in front of Jays, who— was that a play that that maybe Yelich
2: should be more aggressive
4: on, or was that? How, how did you see that play develop? Um. Well, I mean, it's we're in the shift. Um, it it kind of creates weird angles. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think Jace got there, just just um wasn't able to make the catch. Taylor okay. He's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, you guys probably saw the replay, so. I mean, ball hit off the fence and hit him. Hit him in pretty square in the head. He's got a bump on his head, but or on his forehead. Um, but he should be okay.
1: Good news, I guess, on Tyrone Taylor. He got bumped in the head pretty good. There's been uh, you had the the Davis catch uh, the other day where he had to come out of the game. It's just every day, every day. It's it's something. Whether it's major injury or uh, somewhat insignificant injury, just every single day. Mike in Colorado texting in, says, Until his injury tonight, Hauser recently seemed to be pitching himself out of the rotation, and who knows what else. Too bad, because six weeks ago, I was hoping the Brewers extended him. Now it may be a tough luck story if he has a significant elbow injury. I don't think he was pitching his way out of the rotation. Um, to pitch yourself out of the rotation, you got like there's got to be somebody there who is... You know, demonstrably better than you. And I I don't think that was the case with Hauser. What was going on was he was having a lot of bad single innings. And it was kind of like that today. He gave up the three runs in the second. It's, you know, same old thing. If, if if he doesn't get injured and say he goes five innings and gives up just those three runs, then we're having the exact same conversation that for whatever reason, he just lost it for an inning. So I don't know if he was pitching himself out of the rotation, but I would say he has not been anywhere near as effective this year as he was in previous years, specifically last year. Eight five five six one six one six twenty, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk text line. Going back to the game with the highlights, that's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for July
1: highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 8-7. Pirates knock off the Brewers. Starting pitching matchup. Adrian Hauser on the mound for the crew. JT Brubaker starting up for the Pirates. Game would be scoreless until the bottom of the second inning. That's when Josh Van Meter leads the inning off with a base hit. The next hitter is O'Neal Cruz. Pitch and here's a high fly ball, deep right center field,
0: and that ball is way really out of here for Neil Cruz. A change up that was up just a little bit, and Cruz has big time power, as we told you, and he hits his second home run of the season. A two run home run, and the Pirates with a two nothing lane.
1: And then Jack Sawinski is the next hitter.
0: Here's a fly ball to center field. Tyrone Taylor going back on the warning track. He looks up and goes Sawinski hits his 13th home run of the season. Pirates go back to back.
1: Brewers would answer two of those runs in the top of the third inning. Jace Peterson leads the inning off with a double. Next hitter is Christian Yellich. Here's a two-up pitch. It's ripped
2: down the right field line. Into the corner, a fair ball. It's going to bounce all the way to the fence. Grounding third base is Peterson. He'll score. Yelich to third. He's turning it. He's headed for third base. The relay throw, not in time. It's an RBI triple. And the Brewers on the board. It's three-to-one Pirates here in the third inning.
1: William Adamas adds an RBI ground out, and it is three-two as we head to the bottom of the third inning. In the inning, Adrian Hauser would experience some elbow forearm issues. He would come out of the game, and Brent Suter would replace him with one on and one out. Suter faces off against Josh Van Meter. 1-1 pitch. Van Meter hits it on the ground to second base.
2: Moving left is Wong. He's got it. Throws to second one. Relay back to first. It's in time. Double play. That was the third baseman, Peterson, in the shift who threw that relay. And score it 4-5-3 on the twin killing. Brent Suter, job well done.
1: Brewers tie it up in the top of the fourth inning. Colton Wong leads the inning off with a ground rule double with one out. It's Omar Narvaez at the plate.
2: A 1-2 pitch. Swing a line drive. Down the right field line. Hooking into the corner. That ball's fair. That one hops the fence, and it'll tie this thing up. In from second, Wong over to second. Safely is Omar Narvaez. It's another double for the crew. RBI as well for Omar Narvaez, and it's a 3-3 ball game in the fourth.
1: Yeah, brand new game, but Michael Perez starts to really impact it after that. In the fourth inning with one on and one out, he is standing in.
2: One out in the inning, suitor. Ready, the 2-2. Swung on it, hit deep in the right field. Back and over the head of McCutcheon. That ball is up and gone for the catcher, Michael Perez. A go-ahead two-run home run. That's his fourth of the season. And It's 5-3 Pittsburgh in the bottom of the fourth inning as back and forth fourth we go.
1: Pirates would threaten again in the fifth inning as Bly Medriss would get a one-out single. And then Daniel Vogelback uh, reaches on an air by Colton Wong. So two on, and it's once again Josh Van Meter standing in.
0: Suter's so 2-2 pitch. Flipped into center field coming on as Taylor, he'll make the catch. And the runner at second, Madris, broke for third. They'll double him up at second base. And how about that for a double play for Brent Souter to get out of the inning? Madris thought that was going to get down. He got a bad read, and he was 80% of the way to third base when Taylor made the catch. And all he had to do is throw it back to second base for the third out of the inning.
1: Second straight at bat where Van Meter ends up uh, lining or a double play happens when Van Meter's at the plate. That time it really wasn't Van Meter's fault, but a double play on the last sixth inning. It all gets going with Andrew McCutcheon.
0: Brubaker out of the windup to 1-0. And this is a solidly struck ball out to right field. Going back on it is Madris. It's off the wall and rolls away from Madris. McCutcheon is going to pull up at second base and be content with a leadoff double, his second leadoff double of the night.
1: He moves to third on a Colton Wong flyout. scores on a Luis Urias RBI ground out. Brewers back within one at 5-4, but not for long. Jason Alexander in to pitch the sixth inning for the Brewers with one on. It's once again Michael Perez at the plate.
0: Alexander's 1-1 pitch. There goes the runner, and this is turned on to deep right field. McCutcheon barely moving. It is way out of here. As Michael Perez is homered for the second time tonight it's a 7-4 Pirates lead.
1: Yeah, 7-4 Perez hitting his second home run. A guy who was hitting about one thirty coming into the game. And it makes it a 7-4 game. It would stay that way until the eighth inning. John Del Gustave, the new pitcher for the Brewers. And with a couple outs, he would once again face off against Michael Perez. 1-0 pitch. Fly ball deep right field. McCutcheon never even moved. That ball
0: is gone. And Michael Perez has a three-home run night against the crew. The Pirates saw Brian Reynolds hit three home runs yesterday. Now they get a three-home run game from their catcher who had three home runs all season coming into tonight. It's 8-4 to four Pittsburgh.
1: That ends up being a huge run because of what happens in the top of the ninth inning. New pitcher is David Bednar with one out. He gives up a base hit to Jace Peterson. Then Christian Gallich singles. Runners on at first and second for Willie Adamas.
0: The pitch, a line drive into left center field. That's going to get down and plug the gap before Sawinski can cut it off right in front of the warning track. One run is in as Peterson will score. Yelich stops at third. It's an RBI double for Willie Adamas, and
1: it's an 8 to 5 game. Roddy Tellez, who has been just hitting so many home runs that lately, he comes up to the plate representing the tying run.
0: Bednar's 0 1. Line drive into the shift on a couple of hops. Castillo from shallow right will field it, throw to first. Yelich will score. It's an 8 6 ball game.
1: Andrew McCutcheon then walks, and it brings up Colton Wong.
0: There he goes, 3-2 pitch, ground ball, off the
1: glove of
0: Chavis and into foul territory. Wong is going to be safe, Adamas scores, and stopping at second base is Andrew McCutcheon. It's an 8-7 ball game, and Brewers have runners at first and second.
1: Yeah, McCutcheon at second. He represents the tying run, and that ends the day for David Bednar. Yerry De Los Santos comes on, and he faces off against Luis Urias. 2-0 pitch, and here's a high
0: fly ball, deep right center field, and that ball is way really out of here for Neil Cruz. A change-up that was up just a little bit has big time power as we told you and it it's his
1: second home run of the season so Urias ended up uh, flying out to uh, Brian Reynolds and that's how the game ends up finishing off and the Brewers lose to the Pirates by an 8-7 score uh, with the win Pirates go to 31-45 and 45. the Brewers drop to 44-34 uh, and 34. winning totals for Pittsburgh 8 runs 11 hits no errors they leave 4 for Milwaukee 7 runs 12 hits 1 error they leave 8 Winning pitcher J.T. Brubaker, he's 2-7. and seven. Brent Suter takes the loss, dropping to 1-2. and two. De Los Santos, his second save of the year. Home runs, Cruz hits his second for the Pirates. Sawinski hitting his 13th, and Perez hitting number 4, 5, and 6. The game lasting three hours played in front of a crowd of 14,134 folks at PNC Park. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get you some scores from baseball, and we'll preview game two of this series. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. the Brewers lose in Pittsburgh. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pawley. Just a couple minutes left in the program. Game two of this four-game series coming up tomorrow evening. Around the NL Central, only one other game tonight. It took place at Wrigley where the Cubs and Reds wrapped up their series against each other all Cubs. They score 15 runs on 23. Count them, 23 hits for the Cubs tonight, and they defeat the Reds. 15-7 to 7 was the final score. Uh, Christopher Morrell had a game uh, that he'll never forget. Probably a 5-for-5 five five day for him with two runs, a couple RBIs. Patrick Wisdom hit uh, two home runs in the contest. Morell, one of his hits was a home run. I mean, this was just a big-time offensive performance by the Cubs this evening. Kyle Hendricks got the start for Chicago. Pitch well, Six innings, two runs, six hits, seven strikeouts, one walk. He picks up the win as he goes to four and six. Um, Yeah, so that's... uh it was, not a, uh, it was not a great night for the Reds from a pitching perspective. Graham Ashcraft goes just two and a third innings, allowing seven runs on seven hits, one strikeout, two walks, and then the bullpen did not fare much better. They do get home runs from uh, Joey Votto and Tommy Pham, but that was about it. Around the Brewers' minor league system, uh, Low-A Carolina beats Fayetteville 2-1. High-A Wisconsin gets a 2-1 win over Cedar Rapids. Double-A Biloxi, they they lose at home to Mississippi 6-5. And then Triple A Nashville losing at home to Indianapolis 4-3 was the final score. Back to the Brewers and the NL Central for a moment. With the Brewers lost today, their lead over the Cardinals and the NL Central down to a game. Cardinals did not play. They will play the Phillies coming up tomorrow. The Brewers and Pirates will wrap up, or excuse me, play game two of this series coming up tomorrow. Corbin Burns on the mound for the crew. The right-hander is 6-2 and two with a 2.41 ERA. Good young right-hander for the Pirates, Rosani Contreras. He's 2-1 with a 2.76 ERA. 6.05 first pitch, 5.30 for pregame. I'll talk to you after the game here on WTMJ.